Hey everybody, welcome back to 9-4 Radio. I'm Sarah, I am your host, and I'm the founder of 9-4 Coaching. And I believe movement is medicine. I use that along with breath work and getting out into the outdoors to improve the mental and physical health of the people I work with. Today I want to dip into, I guess, both physical and mental health. Um, Sort of. Kind of on the fringes. Uh, I'm not sure how to classify it, and that's fine. Um, But I, I want to throw out a disclaimer. This, um, I'm going to talk about a, an actual event, an actual experience that I had. Um, and it's not to, it's, it's not honestly designed to like throw a shade on a different training style. And it's not to throw shade on, uh, you know, on, on anybody that, that does this kind of workout. Uh, literally, I'm going to, I'm going to throw out the name orange theory in the, in my actual experience. I could use CrossFit. I could use spin. I could use uh beach body. I could use, um, body pump. Literally this is a, this is a, this is my own experience that has like outward relatability. And I am just using orange theory because it was, my actual experience. So I don't need any orange theory hates. Uh, and I know that the methodologies that I have trained in the past, the CrossFits and the, and the barbell weightlifting kettlebells, I, I know there is not a, uh, a best quote unquote best training methodology. So I want to throw that out there. And I also, because it's relatable, I, I want to highlight my experience. So like the grand, the grander, you know, like the greater picture, you know, zooming out 10,000, uh, you know, 10,000, 30,000 feet. This is uh, my actual story about uh, dropping into an orange theory class. And the greater story is that uh, if you've ever found yourself trying something new that you pro- that you didn't like, weren't super stoked on, and like had a rough experience, it's still valuable, and we should do more of that. So that is the uh, those are the two disclaimers I'm gonna throw out, and uh, when I talk about uh, today's episode, which I think I think is really important. Because on a couple fronts, and I'll get into those. I don't want to give the uh, give the entire idea away of the of the podcast too soon. So, two things that I, I learned from my my drop into an Orange Theory class, and uh, I'll start with just how I got there. So, a friend of mine goes to Orange Theory, and they were doing a partnership events with a, a, a local cool restaurant that's that's uh, that's opening or a national restaurant that has a local franchise that's opening and so we dropped into an orange theory workout and like i said i don't i don't i don't love the idea of what orange theory does for me like in my fitness journey what i like to do orange theory doesn't fit and i said that 
I thought, you know, I thought that to myself with, um, without any real evidence. I've never done it before. So uh, a couple things. I always want to be the, the fit friend, like the friend who like is up to try anything, is fit enough to like survive any, any like new class any uh, obstacle course race, any, like, if I, not, if I sign up for something, I want to be fit enough to, like, handle myself, right? I'm not going to be the best. I might be the worst. At the end of the day, I'm fit enough to do it. Um, I've, seen, I've seen very, very specialized uh, people in my, in my years, and I never want to be specialized enough where I can't go like have fun and do something out of my routine. So that is a tenant actually of nature tested fitness is doing things outside of your norm and surviving and thriving. So um, I, I don't normally do orange theory. I'm not a huge fan of it uh, from what I knew, but like I said, I want to always be the friend who like, gets invited to those kinds of things. And if, if I want to do it, I want to be able to. So I did and I did. And I'm super stoked on that. Um, it was an outdoor event. Uh, so we weren't in the studio. It wasn't like a for real orange theory class per se. It didn't have the treadmills and the orange lights and, and the rowers and the weights and all that. So it was primarily body weights and, um, it was a little shorter class. There wasn't, you know, the big screen. I, uh, I know that they had talked about uh, heart rate monitors and making sure you're in like a specific zone and this and that. So um, it was not like an actual, actual experience, but it was pretty close. And it, it's a, it's professionally like done. Uh, you know, I didn't have like, I didn't hate, uh, it seemed super scripted. It seemed like there was a, a, um, like there's a flow, there's like an established process and a flow. And like, this leads to that, which leads to this, which leads to this in like the entire class setup and setting, which I'm not mad at. Uh, I, I've actually, I'm working on getting nine, four coaching, you know, to, to be that predictable process, uh, to a certain extent. So that was all good. Uh, every, everybody there was like super well-intentioned. Um, the coach was super well-intentioned doing the best that I believe she knew how to do, um, you know, to be like an orange theory coach. And, um, that's all you can ask for. I've, I do the best that I know how to do. That's, you know, that's sometimes, uh, sometimes that can even like be looked at as throwing, throwing shade. And I will tell you what me this time last year, is not as good as me today. And I was still doing the best I knew how to do. And me next year is going to be better than me today. So we're just, we're doing all, we're all doing the best we know how to do. Um, so get into the workout. There were scaling options. There always are, uh, in classes like that. It's designed to be a high intensity training program. It just is like, from my, from my experience, it's, it is designed to be high intensity, especially when they're running their classes on heart rate zones. And, uh, if you can get your heart rate into a training zone, 
then, you know, and it's, it's a certain level, then they're striving to, like, the way to win at Orange Theory is to have your heart rate high. That means high intensity. Um, for an extended period of time. I want to say 12 minutes out of a 60-minute session. Like, that's, that's the goal. Um, so I already know that, like, there's already, like, some red flags for me. Um, there's some like dynamic stuff. There's some jumping, there's some jumping jacks. There's, you know, there's, um, I, I know that I, I don't have great ankle mobility and I know that while I'm working on it, um, and I'm, I'm making progress, I know that 90 seconds of jumping jacks is a little bit more than I should do. Can I do it? Absolutely. Did I do it? Bet your ass I did. Because I was in a class and I was not going to modify jumping jacks. And we're going to talk about that here along the way. Um, I shouldn't, like, I could, I did, I shouldn't have. Um, and we'll talk about that down the road on this in this story also. Um, by the end of, uh, by the end of class... My ankle hurt. My low back was kind of blown up. Um, I f- felt like I survived the class. I don't necessarily felt like feel like I thrived in it. Um, and I'm a coach. Like, I am a fitness professional. And I, looking around, like, just looking at, looking at people during the workout, I didn't do a ton of that, but I, I, when I was feeling, when I was feeling my feelings and feeling sorry for myself, um, I did look around and there were people that were definitely having, um, you know, having their own experiences in in the class. And so I want to talk about, uh, my ankle. I want to talk about the fact that I didn't modify. So I have garbage ankle mobility. That's just, that's my life and that's what I'm working on. And when, when you have, when I have limited ankle mobility, it's like having a spring on your car. It's like having a limited spring, right? So if you don't have that full spring, you have like a, let's say you normally have a six inch spring and now you got a three inch spring. Well, a six inch spring is going to be able to buffer more dynamic jumping or lifting, right? Um, it's going to be able to, you know, to, to buffer that and, uh, then a three inch spring, right? So I've got a three inch spring. I'm working on it, right? I can do 90 seconds. So jumping, so, so thinking about that jumping, uh, not my favorite. Running isn't my favorite. Those are all like dynamic, uh, jumping type, jumping, landing type movements. And I, I'm working on it. I'm just not there yet. So knowing that I needed to modify a little bit, right? Like, um, we were in the class, we were doing 90 seconds of jumping jacks and, uh, at a time. And I was good for like 30 seconds. And what I should have done is like 30 seconds of jumping jacks and then like done some other kind of like fast feet or something where I wasn't jumping, right? Like uh, high stepping or 
all we're doing is trying to get the heart rate up. And jumping jacks was the mode that they chose for the workout, right? And I know that because I'm a fitness professional, but not everybody knows that. Um, I also know myself better than most people who are just in a class because it's literally the cornerstone of my coaching practice. And I chose to completely ignore that. I, I chose to completely ignore the tightness in my right ankle, uh, the pain in my foot. I chose to ignore the uh, tightness in my calf muscles. And then uh, by the end of it, it, it went all the way up to my low back, right? So by the end of the, the workout, now granted, we weren't doing jumping jacks all 45 minutes, but we were doing enough. And I, you know, when you, you know, when you light a match, it's going to burn until you put it out. So, um, so that's ankle mobility. And then, uh, just talking a little bit about that class environment. It's very easy to get wrapped up into, it's easy for me to get wrapped up into my own head. And okay, well, I, I'm not going to modify these jumping jacks. I should be able to do them. Okay. That's that class environment. That's that, uh, comparing myself to everybody else. I was, I was literally in the front row. Everyone behind me could have been modifying and I would not have known, but in my head, everybody was doing it. So I needed to as well. I'm a fitness professional. It was all ego. 100%. No one cared. Zero people cared or was looking at me. And I still did those jumping jacks. And I still blew up my ankle and blew up my low back. Like I did that on purpose. So I, it was, uh, humbling to know that I'm still a human being and I still have an ego and I still let it get the best of me sometimes. Um, I survived it though. I was, I had discomfort during the class and I got frustrated and it was easy to blame the method. Like it was easy for me to like jump in and into the spiral of like being mad at everything but me. And the truth of the matter is I chose to do all of those things. So, um, I felt my feelings for a little while and literally by the end of the night I was driving home and I was like, yeah, I did this to myself. There's no one, if I'm jammed up and my training has <clears throat> got to be modified for the next couple of days, just, you know what? It's okay. Take it as a lesson, figure it out, move on. No big deal. Um, but I, in that class though, I was feeling some things. So I'm human and, uh, and I got an ego and it still exists. And I, this podcast is uh, evidence that I am evolving. I'm at least evolving as a human being. So that's good. Um, and I want to, to highlight those things. I, I understand that it's really easy to get wrapped up into comparing yourself when you're in a gym setting. Um, it's real, even, even like not in a class setting, right? So let's just say we're, you're on a treadmill or you're on an elliptical machine or you're, you're walking into a new space or, you know, I totally get that feeling of 
I need to do X, Y, Z. Like I, I need to know, I need to, I need to look like I know what I'm doing. So not even given, you know, not even given ourselves credit or grace to like be curious and like wonder and not like, and not know, uh, and try things out and maybe be wrong. I can 100% understand how that exists. And I've gotten, I've gotten a lot better at highlighting it and acknowledging it and accepting it as opposed to denying it. So what I mean by that is even with myself, I will walk into, uh, about this time last year, I signed up for a new gym. I, I went in and it was the first time in a lot of years that I actually allowed myself to be curious when I walked into a gym, I didn't just go to the treadmill because it looked familiar and comfortable. I didn't just go to the elliptical machine because I knew how it worked. I didn't just go to the bike. I actually let myself explore and test things out and try them out. Before, I would have just said like, okay, I'm not going to feel weird. I'm not going to feel weird about this. I still felt weird about it. So acknowledging it, telling myself like, all right, this is a new space. This is, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. Yep. Just like know that going in, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable walking around, looking at things. It's, it's okay. And extending that to the people that I work with in, in a gym setting, it's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable getting out of your, com- you know, getting out of your comfort zone. And walking into a gym space or walking into a class, like, there are going to be these, like, critics and voices in your head. And that's okay. Like, that, those exist. We don't have to let them win, but yeah, okay, you hear it. You know, you look around and you're like, man, all these people know exactly what they're doing. Maybe. Maybe they do, but... Maybe they're all on the treadmills and the ellipticals thinking that like, well, this is my safe space. This is my comfortable space. This is the only thing I really kind of know how to do. And I want to come to the gym and this, and for me coming to the gym is just finding the first comfortable piece of equipment that I can spend 35 minutes on, check the box and move out. Totally fine. Um, the next thing I want to to talk about and highlight is... two things. One, it's, it's doing something that, you know, like I went into that orange theory class anticipating it might not be a great experience. And that's not to say that I went in with like a bad attitude. It's not to say that I like manifested my experience. It's it's not to say any of that. It's just, it's going in like as intelligently as I could, I've talked to people who have done Orange Theory. I have checked out their website. I've seen coaches. I've I, like I understand a, enough about Orange Theory to like walk in with a pretty solid idea of what I'm walking into, and uh, you know, and knowing myself. 
Like, I don't think this is going to be a great experience. Or I don't think it's going to be like a fit for me. I didn't walk in, like I said, I didn't walk in with a bad attitude or anything like that. Um, and that's okay. Normally what I'll do is I'll be like, yeah, Orange Theory, that doesn't look like my jam. I'm just going to avoid it. I could have. That doesn't help anything, though. Like, put your, like, putting myself in a position where I'm like, this is probably not going to go well. That is unique for me. That's, that's uncommon. I'm a very, like, careful and strategic person when it comes to, like, putting myself into positions. I always try to, um, if, if I can take the 30,000 foot view and I can avoid obstacles or avoid like bad times, I'm going to do that. What that robs me of though, is that having that bad experience and finding out like who I am in that bad experience and then figuring out like understanding a perspective of somebody that gets themselves in like a bad experience and then getting myself out of it. You know? So if I, if I never, if I never allow myself to run into some obstacles and have some challenges, I never really know who I am in those moments. And more than anything, I've become really curious about who I am in difficult situations because I spent so many years avoiding them and like getting out ahead and like coming in as strong as possible for any kind of challenge. Well, Sometimes challenges just happen to you and like I'm at 30% and I got a challenge that's that's cropped up. Okay, well who am I when I'm not ready for this challenge, you know? Like it it's like I uh I always try to figure out if I'm in a bo- if I'm a boxer, right? Analogies again. If I'm a boxer, I always try to be braced for a punch. I life is going to throw sucker punches out there. So I need to know who I am when I get sucker punched and I'm not ready for it. So doing controlled things like this, like, hey, I think this is going to be a bad time, but like, I don't know, we'll see, was super valuable to me. Um, The other really big lesson is um, having having that empathy. I now have that, like, beginner's experience. It's fresh in my mind. So it's a lot easier for me to relate to people that I'm talking to. Um, when When it comes to fitness, you know, when it comes to, like, reaching goals and... it gave me a really good perspective of like who I am, who I serve and how I want to best do that. And it gave me a really good appreciation for the people that, that do things that I don't, I don't normally do. Um, we get so dogmatic as a society on like, you don't do orange theory. So like, I'm not going to hang out with you or I'm a CrossFitter. I hang out with people that do CrossFit. That's what we do. It's very, it's super tribal. And 
not every, you know, you can have a group of friends that you really enjoy their company of and they're awesome people. Guess what? It is very unlikely that you all gravitate towards the the same movement program, movement strategies. Um, one person might like Orange Theory, the other person might like powerlifting, the other person might like CrossFit, another person might do really well doing yoga, another, you know, and there can be crossover, but like to blow up an entire friend group because of uh, movement styles don't match, it just seems silly. You know, it just seems silly to me. And, but I know what happens because we're, we're just becoming more tribal. So that was my, uh, that was my orange theory experience. And like I said, um, at the get go, nature tested fitness, the, the kind of fitness that I do, the kind of fitness that I, I want to take part in the kind of fitness that I'm building my coaching uh, practice around is fitness that allows you to step out of your comfort zone, step out of your normal, step out of your normal routine, do something that's challenging and you have the resilience and the, and the capacity to come back from it. You know, you're not, you try something, it was, the experience is fun. You might not be your thing, and but it's also not going to like derail your training. Uh, in my opinion, the extra day of stretching that I did because I was tight from Orange Theory was well worth the evening that I got to spend with my friend. Um, and yeah, so if you are looking to to build uh, nature tested fitness, or if you've um, if you found yourself consistently like in the wrong room, right? If you're, if you're naturally, um, something other than like, I've tried spin, I've tried orange theory, I've tried yoga, I've tried this, I've tried that. Keep trying, keep trying things because something is going to stick. And when it sticks, you'll know it. Like you will 100% know it. And if you want help trying to find the things that might, you know, you might be gravitated towards, uh, or just see what's out there. Absolutely reach out to me on Instagram, send me a direct message. If Instagram is down, like it can be, um, send me a, uh, an email to uh, 9.4.coaching, all spelled out, at gmail.com. And I want to connect. And if my training program isn't right for you, um, I want to to give you some options and, uh, and, to, and to help you find what that movement practice looks like for you. And, and I want you to enjoy it because movement is medicine, people. Movement is medicine. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Thanks.